culture, society, on every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my god, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app, or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny, and I always keep it cute. And if you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, just go and give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram, or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. I am excited because it is still summer, which means there is still time to order and sip your No Filter Rosé. It is light. It is crisp. It is delicious. There is less than a gram of sugar, so you will not be hungover tomorrow, but there is still 12.8% alcohol in it, so you will be Liddy City. Four fun cans, one crisp rosé. Each of the cans is inspired by some of the most iconic housewife moments like Teresa's table flip, stealing Kim's goddamn house, which I'm pretty sure today's guest is the actual person that stole Kim's goddamn house, but we'll get into that in a minute. You can order No Filter Wine at nofilterwine.com. Go stock up. Send me your pics, and I may send you a naughty photo in return. Wink, wink. All right, guys. Nofilterwine.com. Please welcome. Oh, also, I have Brandon Wade on the show this Wednesday. Brandon Wade is the founder of Seeking Arrangement. You'll remember when Rachel Yugatel from the Tiger Woods scandal, she's been shading him about the Seeking Arrangement website. And it's like a whole scandal that blew up on Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop podcast. So now Brandon's coming over here to talk to me to give me the scoop. So get ready. We're breaking that down on Wednesday. But before we do, today's guest, uh, today's guest might get a little manic and his thirst traps might, his thirst traps on Instagram might give you a little, a little panic in your pants. Please welcome back fellow podcaster, Mr. Jeff Epstein. Wow. So flattered by the intro. I am taken aback. Um, thank you so much for having me. I feel so bad because <clears throat> the la- a, I feel so bad because A, I was late. B, my throat sounds scratchy and weird. C, the last time you invited me on, which was like last December, I remember that I simply missed it. Um, so I'm honored to even be asked back. Thank you for coming back. Why is your throat sore? And why were you like, were you doing a glory hole on the way over? No, I was at CrossFit and then there was like some shenanigans after. And then actually I just was like, my elevator was taking forever. And then actually, so it, like there was a few things. So it was like that, 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 that. And then I was just here and I was actually trying to pee. I have like a difficult time peeing sometimes, but I wanted to pee because I'm also known for leaving in the middle of the podcast to pee. So what? I was trying to pee first. Um, Why do and you I have couldn't. trouble peeing? To be honest, I'm not entirely sure. This is something like I've seen urologists for like year. I haven't seen one in a while, but like years ago, I was going through a lot of this, had all these tests. Um, and like, I think part of it was like the drug usage and it kind of like messed up, I think muscles around my bladder. There was, there was that, it was, there was a few things. I had to get a cystoscopy where they stick a camera in your dick. Um, <sighs> yeah, I, 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 it's truly, do you I, feel I don't it when us. they stick the camera in your dick. Well, you're, they put you asleep. You only sleep, I think, for like, what, 10 minutes when they do it. But um, after, like when you wake up and you try to pee, it feels like razor blades. Oh, my God. It's so uncomfortable. Oh, no. That sounds awful. I know. And I went through all of that and we still don't have a fucking solution. Here I am late to podcast because I'm trying to pee. So you do a lot of Instagram like Q&As, but like for people that are new to you. What, like, tell them, because you have a podcast, it's called Manic, and you very open about, like, your your life, your dating, your personal life, and your 
prior drug usage. You are not a drug addict anymore. You do not know Jeffrey Epstein, but you have his name. Can you just give us like your elevator pitch on who you are, Jeff Epstein? Uh, <clears throat> my campus just call me a junkie. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I didn't call you a junkie. I, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm totally kidding. I'll call myself a junkie. No, I, I, I did have a podcast called Manic. It's on hold for the moment. We're trying to get it picked up. I was telling Zach about this uh, before we started recording in the, in the off time. Um, so that's that. But otherwise, what was the other things you said? Yeah, I used to, I used to have a, a pretty severe drug addiction. So I talk about that. I mean, I touch on it. Um, but like I think you've I'm gone into a- like great detail of it, like on your Insta. Like I feel like I know more about you than I would if I dated you. Uh, you know what's so funny is that I actually that that's I think what it is is that I'm super open is yeah. that I share everything between my family and my past and everything like that. And then I did that poll. I think it was like last week, and I just was curious. I did asked like a few different questions, and one of them was like, "Do you think you know me well?" Uh, and I think like sixty eight percent said yes, but I was actually confused that like <clears throat> the other percent didn't said no i was like oh i feel like you would think like i to me would assume that my followers would know me well yeah don't you agree what do you think they don't know about like what do they not even know at this point you put it all out there i feel like a lot of people question my finances which like i flat out say this too i'm like listen like i'm broke and i think they think i'm joking um so i think there's but then they they are confused too because they'll see me like doing this that or the other um which a lot of that like is free or I'm simply like doing something and not paying my rent. Um, things like that. Maybe that, uh, I mean, this is the year life. to not pay your rent. Oh, it's been like 16 months. Not to pay your rent. <laughs> at one point, at one point I was like seven grand behind and then I like did that. But, oh, I've like, I push it. And then it's so bad too, because I like, won't pay my rent. But then my landlord will be like, Jeff, there's like all these packages down here for you. Or I was on vacation and I had to be like, Hey, I'm actually out of town. Like, would you mind, taking in I had a meal service delivered and I had like two packages downstairs. I was like, would you mind bringing them into your apartment? I'll get them when I get back. Meanwhile, I'm like two months late on rent. I'm like, this is so disrespectful. So that's what I mean. Jeff puts it all out there. So you want to follow him. His Instagram is really funny. It's Jeff Epstein, right? That's your name. It's Jeff Epstein. Yeah, it's my name. Thank you. No, but that's your Instagram handle. No, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. Yeah. It's, I, you know what's so funny too is that like, I think I explained this to somebody recently is that I'm not always trying to be funny. I think I'm just like sharing stuff, sharing my life. Um, I'm often joking, but yeah, it's just kind of like a mishmash. I like to share music. I like to share a lot of moody stuff. Sometimes people are like, are you depressed? Because I'll share some like moody stories. I'm like, no, I just like I'm kind of emo and like matching music to scenery. It's so funny because the outside vibe of you is like very bro-y, but like the inside vibe is very emo. Like I would expect you to have like your hair flattened and long and you to be really pasty and skinny and you're like not i mean you're like built thank you we're trying i was injured for three weeks so i feel like i disintegrated but we're today was my first day back what a day to podcast what a day i love it you're doing great you're fitting me in between your crossfit sessions this and a tattoo removal you're actually like i had that this and i have a tattoo removal they're taking taking off the tram stamp uh yeah it's like the i guess somebody called it like a a male tram stamp which is in the back of my neck what does it say? It was a Korean symbol. I've had like, I think this is my sixth session, so it's actually almost gone. Wow. Mm-hmm. So we're very, we're very happy about that. But yes, that's what I mean. I keep busy. I'm like, I've got that. It's like, I'm always, I've got, and then I've got stuff to do. So what, um, fuck, I just lost my train of thought. Well, that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate. It's because someone texted me and it was annoying. Mm. We're going to have to cut that out. Um, which I normally don't edit. I don't know why you're throwing me off today, Jeff. No, what it is is right before this, I had a meeting that like went over 30 minutes and my brain is just like wonked. Um, Listen, you can just tell your listeners you take ketamine in the morning. It's fine. <laughs> it's like there's only, I'm talking about being open. They think, no, my, they, there are people mostly on YouTube because the show's audio and video. And they, oh think, my God, I'm being videoed? Yeah, I've told you. You know that. We've always done it's video. It's fine. It's fine. I look sweaty. You don't look bad. Fine. No, you, you look, you. no, you look hot. Somebody would give thank you a you. blow job in the comments. Um, thank you. But no, they always think that I'm like on Adderall or something. And I'm like, I'm not on anything. Well, are you drinking? No. Well, I mean, I pretend to drink on the show, but I put water in the Oh, camera. I thought that too. I was like, wait a minute. I think it's closed. I can't really tell. But yeah, you're, it's branding. Because now that I, all right. So for a second, I was like, is he branding it to me? But then now that you reminded me that it's also going on YouTube. Now it makes sense. Yes. 
I was like, you already sent me something. You don't need to brand it. It was actually delicious. I'm actually, I will, I want to give a second. I want to review for a second. I'm not a rosé drinker. I'm not really a wine drinker. I'm mainly just beer <laughs> um, or like certain, like certain drink. I actually love like a, a whiskey mule, different than a Moscow mule, things like that, dark yes. or whatever. But the point is that you sent me these. Um, I flew through them. A, they are 12% alcohol, which I was like, <laughs> they're holy strong. shit. Because <clears throat> they're so tiny and you go through one little thing like that and like it goes down quick. And then I was like, I'm a little fucked up. And I was by the pool and I was like, okay, I, f- I flew through the ones, like they're all gone. Uh, oh my, it's, people don't realize, they think that they're small, so they're not going to get you like two. They're like, oh, I can take like two of them. They don't realize. So one can is equivalent to like a fourth, of a bottle of wine so four of them is a whole bottle so if you drink four you killed a whole bottle of wine okay that that makes sense which like and also i I think and i realized this too i was like because i'm a bigger person i feel like i could like like i was talking about it with my sister and brother because i'm like okay if i were like 200 pounds i drink this much like the way it affects me yeah yeah so anyways i could clear four of those and i was like okay and but that was still pretty like i was like getting pretty tipsy and like usually i have a high tolerance i was like wow well, thank you. Wow. Thank you, Jeff Epstein. I made them delicious and strong with no sugar, so you shouldn't get hungover the next day. I will say I was a little hungover the next day, but I also had a lot of them, and also I get hungover very easily, like very easily. You stopped drink. You stopped drinking, though, right, with the drugs, and you recently just started drinking again? I, um, I, I'm only going to touch on this for a second because I don't want to be that annoying person that talks about this in every podcast, but um, I had stopped doing drugs about a little over four years ago. And then it was like seven months after I stopped the heroin that I got completely sober. I it's still, I, it's hard to explain why. Um, and then, yeah, uh, in the beginning of this year, I reintroduced drinking and I'll drink and uh, I will smoke. I'm just not really a big pot smoker, but I'll take like CBD, THC gummies at night. Um, sometimes before I go to sleep, so that, and then like, I'm also fine with doing shrooms. I don't do it often, but like, I'll do that. Um, but um, yeah, no pills or anything, like nothing. Yeah. And so cool. what got you introduced to, cause your old podcast was pop goggles and that was more like reality TV and you did a lot of housewife stuff, which is kind of how we ended up in the same world. That is dead yeah, note. So wait, what's the question? How did you, like, what made you interested in getting into reality TV and Housewives, since that's all I talk about on my show? Well, I don't know. And that's the thing is, is that I'm not really interested anymore. If you see, that's why I switched and I don't do it. Um, I think that, like, for, like, the the last, like, year or two of me using, all I did was, like, I stayed, I literally laid in bed all day except to, like, go scheme, commit a crime, get drugs. Um, And then I'd come back home. And I'd either be like high or dope sick and I would be like stuck in bed all day. Literally, like I wouldn't leave the bed. I would literally, I would pee in a water bottle next to the bed. I wouldn't even get up. And it was a, no, it was a disaster. It was very, it was a mess. I was very unhealthy. And um, I would just like, well, I started watching a lot of Bravo because like it was just on TV a lot. Um, and it was, I couldn't really, like when you're in that, especially when you're withdrawing, you can't focus on anything. That's actually where like the whole reality thing came in. Cause I didn't, I couldn't really focus on anything. And so it was something easy for me to watch. And so I watched a fair amount of it then. Um, other than that, before then I never really watched any of it. I watched, I started, the only housewives that I watched in the beginning was Beverly Hills. Cause I knew who Kyle and Kim were. And I was fascinated by that. Then even then I kind of fallen off for a little bit. Um, so then I started watching it and then that kind of era of me laying in bed being a disaster ended and I got my life together. And um, as I continued to change and develop, I realized that like, I was like, this feels like a chore. I don't really enjoy this, whatever. And it slowly has faded away, faded away, faded away. And I think even after I started that podcast, I was a little over two years ago. I was like, wait a minute. Like to me, I say as often as I think pop culture is dead, I'm not interested or enjoy or really know anything about current pop culture topics. Uh, I'm very like under a rock with that. I love nostalgia. I'll talk about that all the time. But, um, but yeah, so then that changed. And then I was like, yeah, I don't watch those shows anymore. Like, I don't really even watch TV. If anything, right now, like, I usually always have, like, one, one or maybe two scripted shows in my life at a time. And so then I was like, well, I have to change the podcast name. So then I switched it to Manic, which was kind of still touching on some pop culture stuff, mainly nostalgia, and then a lot of crazy stories. And then that's kind of where I'm trying to take it. But, yeah, yeah, I'm not – I don't really watch – I'm watching a little bit of Beverly Hills, but that's it. Are you up to date with all the Girardi stuff? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. I love and I love and like diving into that. That whole scandal is just like insane. So here's the thing. I agree, but I've been outspoken about this and people have given me some shit. Like I'm very, very for innocent and proven until proven guilty. And that is such a lost um, mindset in society. Yep. Meanwhile, people are like slamming, I mean, truly ripping the girl to shreds, but then like ignoring Jen Cha. Um, and I will say this as somebody who's gone through like very severe legal issues. And I've, I've like said this in the comment section it actually makes me really worked up. There's nothing more depressing. I was at my most suicidal when I was facing a lot of legal issues. This was kind of the end of my using and I was facing like five to 12 years in prison. Um, and it's very like every day it was, it was brutal. Like, I remember my sister had a phone from California. We were talking about it. And I kept being like, there's just no end. Like, I, I don't see a way out of this. And a lot of my mindset was like, I'll, I'll just kill myself. But I don't really have the courage to do it. But like, I, it's, it's, a, it's truly, until you're in something like that, you cannot yeah. imagine it's the most depressing thing. And it, and it weighs so heavily, you can't even really like breathe every day. And so I don't think people understand that these two people are already going through so much. You don't need to slam them online. And they're like, well, they did something bad. And I'm like, first of all, we don't know that they did. But even if they did, like, yeah. they're being punished. There's a reason why the legal system is there to punish you. Yeah. Let, that, let that legal system punish them. Yeah. And I said to myself, too, I'm like, listen, I got punished, too. So th- I, I feel really bad for her. And I yeah. also believe, I don't think that she knew. Yeah. Um, that's my personal opinion. But regardless of she did, like, leave her alone. I feel really bad for her. That's kind of where I sit. And like, here's the thing, because I get people ripping me apart in the comments all the time for like, not defending her, but also being like, you know, we also have a double standard of like, we we can actually, there you can actually prove that Tom Girardi like took advantage of like their voicemails. There are, there's enough evidence against him and he's not going to be criminally prosecuted because it's a whole thing. And I've already dealt with it on the podcast, but with her, there has yet to be any proof or evidence that she's guilty of anything or knew anything. But I'm like, it's so our culture to rip apart the woman and to tear her to shreds while kind of giving the man, not necessarily giving him a pass, but not holding him to the same standard, even though he's the one that can be proven as the one that was committing crimes for three decades now. Well, I say that, and I think it's part of our culture, too, to just yeah. rip apart anyone. I've yeah, no, it's true. This. Yeah, yeah. Especially since last year I did the whole, like, cancel, cancel yeah, culture. Yeah, that's what cancel culture. I'm also very – I've gotten a lot of flack for defending people that have said controversial things, whether it's Kelly Dodd whatever, because I'm, A, somebody that's, like, stand up for your – or stay true to yourself and yeah. believe in your opinion. And I'll tell you this, too, and this is somebody who's, like, familiar with a lot of the Orange County ladies and things like that. There are a lot of those people that actually just spew bullshit, and it's yeah. all lies – then there's Kelly, who's like, I'm telling you what I truly think, and she's not afraid to do it. And like, I'm not saying I agree with a lot of said a lot of what she says, although right. some on um, the COVID stuff I actually do. But regardless, it's like, have your own beliefs. Yeah. Stop canceling people because they say that. Stop canceling people because you think they made a mistake. Um. And, and yeah, I think that she. I, I like. I get. Here's the thing. I get that some of the scenes that I've watched do seem a bit rehearsed, but in her defense. Even if, because so people automatically take that as like, oh, well, that means she's guilty. It's like, no, I think that she's A, in a really sticky legal situation. Yeah. So she has to kind of say, what am I, she, she has to be careful what she yeah. says. But at the same time, she has to talk about it because it's her job for the show. So she's like, what her, do I do? Which is her income for years to come. Like, it's a really tricky position to be in. You have to give enough so that they don't fire you. But then you also have to make sure your bases are covered legally. You know, the show is one thing. I don't love her social media presence currently, and that's one thing I can't defend, but I do, I'm very much a proponent of being like, we need to stop, like, canceling people and, or, like, you know, people love to just make judgments without actually looking into things or, you know, like you said, there are so many housewives that are really so fake and they put out this you know perception of who they want the world to see them to be and then you have somebody like Kelly Dodd that's very much like who she is and you don't have to like her but you know she gives you who she is unapologetically and there is a and you have to have some ounce of respect for that she is who she is and she stands by what she believes in whether she's right or wrong you know she has that confidence and conviction Agree. And what I think happens, too, is that people just interpret it as like, oh, if they don't like their opinion on something, they're a bad person. It's like, no, they just have a different opinion. And what's ironic, I've actually never personally met Kelly, but she 
a lot of people that I am around, whatever, have. Everyone's like, she's lovely. Um, some of my favorite people, like friends and stuff, and we're like, oh, she's lovely. And then I've been around a lot of other people, again, on that show or whatever, or on other shows, and like, they are not. Uh, and so it, your opinion is not indicative of whether, sorry, I'm like fixing this fucking pillow, um, of whether or not you're... A person is good or bad. You're a good person or not, yeah. yeah. And, and again, I'm telling you, a lot of people, there's just so many things, even with like... I spoke about this to Astasi just because I knew a lot of the Vanderpump people back in the day. This was like before it really started or kind of when it started. And I'm like, listen, I'm not saying she's something right, but I think that like sometimes you make mistakes and it's about people's intentions. And now we're kind of spiraling back into that whole like cancel thing, cancel culture thing of like last year. But going back to the Eric of it all, it's like, I actually, I agree that I don't agree with her social media presence. If I were her, I probably just wouldn't post at yeah. all. Same thing with Jen Shah. I remember it was like yeah. a day after she got arrested. I saw that. It's like, just don't post. Yeah. That's, that's, I, but like, stop! I'm telling you, I keep being like, you're gonna drive these people to suicide. That's all. That's where my mind goes yeah. first. I've no matter about what, that. I've thought about that, and it's like you never want to drive. Like, yeah, you want somebody to be held criminally responsible if they did something wrong, and let the system play it out. Because here's another thing: we we just saw with. Bill Cosby, he was just released and he was released on a technicality. And that's what happens when you try to rush the legal system, when you Mm -hmm. try to cut corners because you have a high profile case and there's a lot of attention around it. You know, if you rush it, there's a greater chance that they can slip away in the end because of those little technicalities. And that's why you have to just let things like you can't lock them up tomorrow. I mean, even Jen Shaw, the case against her is really bad. You know, and you're right. People are holding Erica, you know, to a much higher standard than they are to Jen Shaw. And Jen Shaw's case looks a lot worse. But she's like the crime leader and the one that's actually attached. She's the one that's been arrested. By Erica the hasn't feds, yeah. criminal charges. Yeah, yeah. it's by the feds. It's an investigation that's been going on for years. Like they have a whole case against her. They have witnesses that are, you know, testifying against her. Like it's a whole thing. Um but it's just like, but even with Jen Shaw, where you have that full caseload, or Tom Girardi, where you have the full caseload that proves they're guilty, or that can prove that they're guilty, you still can't arrest them tomorrow. Like, the due process still has to play out, and, you know, everyone still has to get their day in court in order for you to avoid having, like, a Bill Cosby sort of situation where, in the end, you can easily slip through the cracks. No, I agree, and I've said that, too, though, is for one thing, is that, like, I'm like, Jen Shah has literally been arrested as the crime leader, and Erica has not, so that's crazy to me. But I'm somebody that, like, loves true crime, things like that I follow. I post about it often, like, Casey Anthony, Scott Peterson, things like that. So in the case, I'm a big believer in, like, in the court of law, based on evidence and things like that, like, you may, I, I think you should be found innocent on something, even if I think you're guilty. I think that happens a lot. Like, I think, this is a Weird example, because with Scott Peterson, I actually do also think he's innocent. But I think based on what happened in the courtroom, that based on the actual court of law and, and evidence and nothing circumstantial, he actually shouldn't have bound, been found guilty, whether you think he did it or not. There's a lot of situations like that. Casey Anthony, yeah. I do think she did it. But I also can see why she was found innocent, because if we're staying true to the legal system yeah. and you look based on evidence, it's all circumstantial. Yeah, so there's a lot point. of um, question about that. And it's like, which 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 do we want here? What do we want to believe in the, in the legal system or not? And no, that's yeah. a question. And I, I dealt with that, too, is that I remember I decided to take a plea deal on something. And to be honest with you, like I took it and they had written something down. I'm just gonna say whatever they had said that I even like broke into somebody's car or whatever I actually didn't like at all I'm not even like whatever <clears throat> but based on the fact that I didn't want them to like investigate further and pull up different tapes and go through stuff I just said yeah okay whatever um but it's just proof right then and there like they actually had it wrong I actually yeah. didn't do what they said but I literally I was like don't I don't want to dive deeper I was like yeah, yeah for sure for sure um but, but like that's just another example and I think that somebody has has gone through that system a lot and seeing mistakes that they've made yeah. like I've had to go through I would have a public defender but they're fucking idiots and I would go through my discovery and I was like this isn't even true I was like they even got like it's it's wild it's it's really wild so here's the question that I have for you because we see so we're seeing a lot of housewives get dragged into the news, into the press with these big headlines about, you know, back pain taxes or, you know, right now Lisa Rinna's under fire because there was there's this lawyer that's like, oh, she's getting sued right now and she has a mortgage on her house. And he's like trying to make things look a little more salacious. I actually look into these things and realize the Lisa Rinna lawsuit is really just a paparazzi that was upset that she posted a photo of herself to her Instagram that he took. And so he's trying to say, oh, you owe me, owe me money for 
copyright infringement. So it's more of just like a paparazzi, paparazzi chasing a celeb for a cash grab. But we blow these things up in the headlines and make it look so much worse than it actually is. And so now we have OC, uh, Noella. She's the new girl that they're adding into OC. And she just, it was just a headline that her husband owes $5 million in back taxes to the IRS. And so she says that's going to be part of her storyline this year. But I think we're like, we're, I feel like we are holding these housewives and like burning them at the stake to the point where like we're killing the franchise slowly because we're turning everybody into a criminal. And that's not to say that some of these things aren't like not paying your taxes. Like, yes, that is illegal. You have to pay your taxes. But like when you blow these things out of proportion and like try to tear them apart as these really evil, bad people, like we're killing the franchise and nobody's going to want to join Royal Housewives soon. If we keep blowing these things into bigger scandals than they actually are. Well, I agree for, okay. So first of all, it's like, I've always said that I watch these shows to watch characters and to watch a story play out. So we're not saying who's saying we've always watched good people. Have we look at early stuff that was happening? Like they haven't. And I feel like now it's crazy because it's like, had the Teresa stuff happened this year, people would have reacted differently because, but because it happened before I'm like, she didn't get that shit and she went to prison. So another double standard as far as like Jen Shaw and Erica. So there's that. I also think that like, like, yeah, it does. It makes for good stories so we can see it play out. Tax issues. Here's the thing, too. Tax stuff does sometimes happen by mistake. You don't know. All the Um, time it happens by mistake. And the other thing is people like this that are bringing in millions of dollars, they're not on QuickBooks. They're not on, you know, TurboTax filing the taxes themselves. They have business managers and accountants that are doing all of this stuff. So, like, like a few months ago when we saw that Jax Taylor owed, like, $20,000 in in taxes, and he was like, hey, that was was an error from an accountant. I get it. Whether or not you want to believe him or not, shit like that actually happens happens and when you have people that are bringing in millions of dollars you know consistently consecutively for several years like you know a a small fraction of that could eventually over the course of time add up to five million and that's not somebody intentionally cheating their taxes like sometimes these things just happen so i agree too and i listen i'm somebody that's had tax not issues but like they were a mess and i had to figure that out so i I agree that too as far as noella is concerned i actually know noella um noella Last September, when I was off probation, rented a party bus in Orange County, took me around. We had this whole like off probation celebration. It was wonderful. Um, there's, a, I know a little bit about the tax situation. Um, like, I, like I think she just said that she didn't know. Yeah, I don't know that that's true, but um. I'm, but I'm just gonna say that's all. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but do you? And some, here's the thing too. Some, there, I think, and I'm not saying it for yeah. for her situation, but I think sometimes like there is tax evasion, and I think, I think, yeah, I forget that with Judici, I think part of that was like, I yeah. think sometimes yeah. they're purposely doing that. Yeah, I think sometimes there's that, and I just think I think there's something sometimes mistakes. And regardless, again, it's like if we don't want people with any conflict or issues in their life, like who the fuck are we gonna watch? Are we gonna Theodore, put on television? Theodore yeah. Mellencamp? Like, no, I want to watch these. It's oh, so crazy to me. Teddy Joe. Oh, um, but it, it's crazy. But you're right, because it, it goes to the bigger point of like, you then crucify these people outside of the show for things that could be innocuous or things that can really be, you know, some there to have some legitimacy to them, like Jen Shaw. But like, when you're you're ripping them apart, you're not holding anybody accountable. You're just you know burning people at the stake for for what? You're killing the franchise. You're killing pop culture. To what you said earlier, like pop culture is not what it it like. What is pop culture even anymore? Pop culture, and I've said this a lot of times, is that really mainstream or excuse me, excuse me, I'm drinking a sparkling water. I think mainly like mainstream culture and political culture and culture in general has taken over pop culture. Even now look at TMZ. I actually used to get TMZ alerts and whatever. And now I don't even have it because it's, it's all political stuff or something that just happened in the world or somebody killing somebody or this, that, and the other, that whole heyday of watching these like celeb scandals has really gone out the window and it's not even interesting anymore. And our tolerance for what they do and say is so extreme that we really can't even judge 
or talk about it in the way that we used to anyways. Like you look at tabloid covers or news articles from 10, 15 years ago, like we couldn't even do that anymore. It's crazy to me. Um, and I'm also somebody that like is not sensitive. It's so funny. I'm, I'm a very not sensitive person unless I'm in a relationship. Whenever I get like broken up with, like you're not, it's so weird. You're actually more sensitive than I thought. I'm like, my heart is sensitive. Don't break my heart. <laughs> But I'm, I'm not. I'm somebody that's like, you can say whatever. I really don't care. And I think now people are so sensitive to everything being said. And it's like, you can't fucking say anything. Like people, I've gotten in trouble for saying stupid shit. I'm like, this isn't, no. And so I think based on what we can say and talk about, which was the point of kind of pop culture and celeb gossip was talking about it. Now that's lost. Yeah, because, I mean, you're right, because then the second you say something that differs from somebody else's opinion or perspective or experience, and everybody's opinion, perspective, and experience is valid, but the second they feel like their experience, perspective, or opinion is challenged by somebody else, like, two people can have two very different opinions about a situation, and it's not, it doesn't have to be a terrible thing where you have to fight with each other and it becomes this divisive, like, but it even becomes like that with housewives, like team LVP or team Kyle Richards. And it's like, and then it becomes like, Oh, like you just rip these women apart and then you're fighting with other fans. And it's like, so in like the stakes have just become so much higher over frivolous bullshit. I said that too, as far as the team, this team, that, and that was also a part of the reason it wasn't just like, oh, I don't want to watch Housewives anymore. It was very much like, I don't want to be a part of this conversation yeah. because it gets very nasty and crazy and people only see one side and you can't, I can't be like, sometimes you're just like, oh, like I see this person's side, I see that. There are yeah. two cast, there are two, there's an antagonist protagonist here. It's for a TV show entertainment. So let's kind of look at it like that. Yeah. We get so extreme. So I think even like what I have muted in my Twitter timeline is like a lot of Housewives words and a lot of COVID words because I don't want to see it. Yeah. Um, and I think, and I'm going to get political for a second and somebody who like would never used to be like this, but I think that's actually my struggle too with like our world right now. We have like extreme far left and the extreme far right yeah. who both are like, it's their opinion or nothing else. Yeah. Um, and you can't, otherwise you're wrong. And it's funny, like, here's the thing. I'm somebody like- You're I, wrong and you're a bad person. You're wrong and you're a bad person. I'm somebody that like, like I voted Democrat for Joe Biden. Um, but like, to me, the far left is almost worse than the far right because the far left is like, you cannot have an opinion. Like, it actually kind of makes me disgusted. Um, and, and like, here's the thing. I'm somebody that's like, you want to be Republican? Like, I don't care. What's so gross to me is that there's so many people, these like far left people or Democrats like, oh, gross, Republicans, blah, blah, blah. And it's like- I know a fair amount of Republicans, like they're fine. And, and I think sometimes too, there can be a difference between even a Republican and a Trump supporter, but even so, I'm still like, have your opinion, believe yeah. in what you want to, like, that's fine. Yeah. And so funny, because all of them talk about inclusivity and judgment-free and things like that. And like, you're being so hypocritical. It actually disgusts me. Um, and it's, it's had a real turning point in the last year, especially where these sides have gone based on the, the COVID pandemic and, and like yeah. stuff like that, even with... Because this really drives me rationale like, has kind of gone out the window with a lot of that stuff because it's more of like what team am I on? There's the vaxxers and the anti-vaxxers, and, yeah. and so they're and you can't both be in like the middle. Stock. Yeah, listen, there's... I'm somebody like I don't care if you're vaccinated or not. I think that everyone should make your own decision. I think that's what it is, and stop coming at each other. There's the extreme anti-vaxxers like, oh my god, you're poisoning your body, and there's the vaxxers like, you're not doing that. I'm just like, listen. Do whatever you feel comfortable with. If you feel safe, not like whatever. But yeah. it's just, it's so extreme on both sides. And it acts like I had to talk to a therapist. I was like, I really hate the, I hate the world. Um, and I think me and my siblings joke a lot. We always were like, we hate everybody. It's been a running thing for years now. We, and we do hate everybody. Um, and it's really come to the point where I'm like, I hate everybody because I can't say anything. Yeah. Everyone is coming. Everyone is so opposing and what's ironic too is that a lot of the far left will be like oh like we we want inclusivity and we and we want everyone to like get along and kind of do all this stuff but it's like but then you're absolutely trashing this opposing end and so who's being not who's being who's the one that's not being inclusive yeah no i i understand and i get it it's like i think you know the year of social isolation and the constant like you know high stakes and the fear mongering it's like i think it's really affecting people's psyche at this point because nobody knows how to even you know have a conversation with somebody that they don't agree like for me even when it comes to like my neighbors and stuff i'm afraid to say certain things because i'm like i just i don't want to lose a friend i don't want to lose like somebody that i can have a drink with on a thursday night on the roof you know what i mean but 
but I'm like, but you know, so sometimes when there are some of those conversations that come up, I'm like, well, shit, I feel like I just have to kind of keep my mouth shut out of, you know, fear of getting, of being painted as a bad person. And I'm not saying that I'm a good person or a bad person. I'm somebody that believes that everybody's equally, that's equal parts good and bad. It's whether or not you choose to wake up and be a shitty person or a nice person. And, you know, obviously the receiver is the ultimate, you know, the perception, but I just feel like it, you're right. It is very polarizing. And I agree too that like, I see what you mean as far as being afraid to say something to your neighbors or something because you don't know what anybody's stance is on anything. I think that I'm a little bit like, I don't give a fuck. So I do, but I I can totally see that and I can feel it as well. Cause I will say something you can see people be like, Oh wait, whoa. Or like, I've heard, I've been in an environment where like somebody's like, will like bash Trump. And then somebody like, well, I'm a Trump supporter. And you're like, oh, wow. And so here's the thing too. And I was, I was very much raised like you don't discuss politics. Yeah. And then now though, when you say that, you're like, oh, you're one of those people that says like, you don't discuss politics. And obviously here I am doing it. But yeah. like, that's kind of why it was like, that's your belief, whatever yeah. that that's. And like, same with medical stuff. That's why when I talk yeah. about the vaccines, I'm like, that's actually a medical issue. Like, when, when am I discussing like my fucking, I'm not telling you I'm going to, to get like a penicillin shot for gonorrhea. Like what are you talking about? Yeah. So to me, it's like, just stop discussing it, but it's become such a big part of our conversation. Again, we're talking about it now. Yeah. We're talking about people shouldn't talk about it, but it's like, it, it's honestly ridiculous to me. And, and again, I've gotten a lot of shit too, based on like m- what I've agreed with or what my stance has been. Like I, it's, yeah, I, I have know. to like mute people and unfollow people if it's too extreme one way or the other. You know what I mean? It's like it's one thing to have an opinion and it's one thing to feel comfortable enough to share it. I feel like little by little I'm starting to be a little more unapologetic about it because I feel like, you know, at the end of the day, I know who I am and I know I'm not a bad person. So if you're going to paint me a certain way based off of a personal belief or a political belief or whatever the case is, that's your issue, not mine. Um it's just, you know, I'm tired of the constant back and forth and the intensity of it. Yeah. Or like, I'll see a lot of people and like all they're doing, like in their stories and stuff is posting memes or crazy things about like, uh, like being so nasty to people that are like unvaccinated or things like that and doing all those things. And I, again, I'm very much just like, do whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah. So as soon as I see that, as soon as I see you shaming somebody yeah. for your stance on that or masks, whatever, I mute you because I'm like, that's, I don't want to see that. Like, stop shaming people. It's so nasty. I I joke, like, I can be, I can be, I'm I'm pretty blunt and honest and I can be, I don't want to say mean, no. I I, I, like, in a joking way, in a very trivial way, like, you know, kind of say certain things. But like, when it comes down to a bigger issue, I'm like, do whatever you want. I'm not going to shame you and let's be nice. Like, it's so wild to me. It, it is. And again, you have the, the people on the far left saying, like, let's just be nice, do all this. And it's like, you're bashing people in your street all day saying these. It's like, come on. Yeah. It actually makes me sick. I really, I can't even, I can't even talk about it anymore. It or, I mean, or there's the argument of, like, my body, my choice. And how well, when it comes to whether what they want, you know, whatever you personally believe in, you know, then you... You know, like, when it comes to people that are so extreme about, like, masks or vaccines, like you said... And then they, and yeah, and then they try to police that, and it's like, well, you know, then there's the double standard. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, do you stand for that or do you not stand for that? And then they're like, oh, Republicans try to take away people's, you know, right to get an abortion. And it's like, well, what about the people that aren't Republicans? What about the people that are kind of in the middle that are kind of like, well, how I can, you know, support my body, my choice across the board? Like, and also how insulting is it to then be like, you know, you're an irresponsible human being that wants to infect or get other people sick. No. And I said the same thing too, specifically with the, my body, my choice mantra. I was like, that's kind of the way I look at it. And it is hypocritical because you have the far left that are like, oh my God, you know, like you should be allowed abortion, but then you're doing this. I'm like, which is it? And what I hate too, is that like, we've assigned your stance on vaccines, the pandemic, COVID in general, to a political party, which is right. also not the case. There could be yeah. Democrats that wanna that were that wanted to open up and don't want to wear masks or not get vaccinated, and then vice versa. So I hate that yeah. um, kind of assignment yeah. as well. Oh, you know, if you don't want to wear a mask, and that means you're a MAGA you're supporting a QAnon Republican conspiracy mm-hmm. theorist, like 
It's like, no, like people can be, people are multifaceted and they can look at things critically, you know? I mean, that's kind of how it is when I talk like housewife stuff. Like since I've been covering a lot of the Girardi, I've done like deep dives into the Girardi scandal. The the level of intensity people come at, at, at me sometimes with is like, it's insane. And then they just get mean and they like knock, they like say, they make comments about my face or they make comments about like, you know, stupid stuff that I'm just like, really? So then where's your like... For me, I, I never like to speak on anything, whether it's a Girardi case or whether it's a political thing, unless I know I've thoroughly read about it, researched it, formulated my own opinion of it, and really can defend whatever opinion I have of that. But like so many other people really don't know what they stand for. And then when they feel, you know, questioned or cornered or whatever, then they just get mean and throw like cheap shots. I agree. And that's the thing too, is I feel like I stay, stay true and authentic to like myself and what I believe. And things too, is people don't always know the backstory. Like yeah. I just got fucking uh, in, the, in terms of like the vaccine and health and stuff. You don't know somebody's health issues or history. So you don't know, maybe that's why they're not getting it. Like, I don't think people even realize too, that like, this was like four years ago, one summer I had like, it was, a, it was brutal. This was like right after I stopped using drugs before I got, so it was a whole thing. And like, I had to go to so many rheumatologists and it was almost like, I think what they came up with, like I had like a drug induced lupus and how certain things were affecting my body. And like, it, people don't know, you don't know that's my history. So you don't know, maybe that's why I'm not doing something or I am doing something or whatever. I don't, we don't know any of that. That's why yeah. medical history is private and personal. So that's one yeah. thing, but especially even like, I just got blasted in my comments because I posted my mug shots, some of them. Um, and I got blasted being like, that's why privilege supposed to. And it's like, first of all, you don't know the fucking backstory of any of it. You don't know what. And first of all, like, I think white privilege would mainly be if I didn't have any mugshots and wasn't arrested. That's, if anything, more of it. But also, I'm like, just posting them and sharing about them is not. And then I've actually spoken about it. This was like last year when kind of the whole Black Lives Matter thing started. Like, just voluntarily, I opened up about saying, hey, I actually do recognize that when I was going through the legal system, Cause it's something that my siblings and I would kind of like joke about. Cause I, I'd like come home from court and they'd be like, what happened? And I'd be like, Oh my God, this worked out. And the movie, like, they're like, cause you're white. And I'm like, yeah. And so I, I said, I was like, I'm somebody that's recognized this for a while. So I'm yeah. like, first of all, you're counting all the stuff, which, which, and you clearly haven't listened to what I've spoken about. You don't even know what happened. Like, second of all, I actually did get severely punished for all of these. I wasn't like, it was, you don't know the consequences that I had to face. Um, and just posting it. It's like, shut the fuck up. It was just, and then they kept blasting and hara- harassing me, yeah. like truly harassing. So then I kept blocking them, but then they would make new accounts. I'm like, now nah, you're blocking the black people. And I'm like, you know, I'm blocking you because you're harassing me. Yeah. And again, so that's, so I'm like, you're now harassing somebody that you're here to talk to me and preach about doing something good. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I fucking hate everyone. <laughs> Thank you for hating everyone, Jeff. I um, do. You're okay though. Thank you. I'm glad I made the cut. Yeah. Um, just to pivot back to reality TV for a minute, but like, I do, I do agree with like a lot of what you've said. And even like, I don't know, I've had conversations with people that I don't agree with and I love having those conversations. And it, most okay. of the time, as long as neither person is willing to throw a, te- a cheap shot and be disrespectful towards each other, you can find that more, that people are more alike than they're not alike. People can agree with on a lot more than they, than the two topics that they don't agree on, but then they, they, you know, put, draw this line in the sand that are like, Oh, well I'm a good person and you're a bad person based off of this one topic that we disagree on versus the 80 other things in our lives where there's a lot more overlap. Totally. And sorry, last political example, where it's like, yeah, there's people in my family that have voted for Trump yeah. and I don't agree with it. And I've had conversations with them, but it's like, yeah. doesn't mean they're bad people. They're still my family. I just, I don't, we don't agree with that one thing. Like that's okay. Yeah. So. And you also like, have to realize like people, you, you have to realize like people come from different places. They have different experiences in the world. They have different priorities in their lives. Maybe their, you know, their priorities and their morals may be different from yours, but like, Again, it just it doesn't make people bad people. I mean, you I can agree. look at Tom Girardi, and Tom Girardi's not a very good person. Like he ripped off people for d- decades. You look at Jen Shaw, and she was you know taking advantage of of senior citizens, and you have the receipts to prove it. But like, you know, I think on a very decent human level, you know, people are gonna hate us after this episode, Jeff. I don't care. I've, I've said stuff like this all the time. I lose followers all the time. I'm telling you, since last June, I've lost like fifteen thousand followers. I don't give a fuck. Wow. 
But then, I like, yeah, yeah I, that's kind of how I feel because I got really upset. I got ripped apart in the comments for an episode that I did or not even an episode, but a live that I did on Friday night that I didn't even think anybody was going to pay attention to because it happened so late at night. But like I've gotten so many just like nasty comments from it. And I'm just like, you know what? Unfollow me then. If you don't like what I have to say, if you don't like what you're hearing on the show, then if you don't like what's being said on the YouTube, then unfollow me and somebody else that actually wants to be here will be here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to lose sleep if somebody wants to throw a tantrum and leave. But I'm also not going to turn away the conversation to have an open dialogue with somebody either. If you want to come at me and have a conscious conversation where you're actually going to have an opinion that you really believe in and are willing to have an open dialogue about that without getting nasty, I'm open to that as well. But if you're just pissed and you're going to hashtag unfollow or unsubscribe, then don't even actually no. you can leave the comment. Give me the engagement, but like, bye. It's also, yeah, no, I don't care about any of that. I say whatever I want in a public forum. Um, And I think, again, being with people that also have a public platform and knowing how much they lie or authentic on their public platform. Because they know that's what's going to gain them the attention. Yeah, and I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care. I think that was, I started a lot of it. It was like, this is really even like, especially in the past year um, about how I shifted my content. And then when I changed the podcast and things like that, I was like, I'm only doing things that are true to myself. Even now when you look yeah. at like my aesthetic and things that I post, like it's all me. That's yeah. what it is. I actually was like one on a date with somebody and then he looked at my Instagram after. He's like, it's so funny. Cause he's like, this Instagram feels so authentic. You authentically you. And I was like, that's what it is. Like, what do you want me to say? Yeah. Or, or no, I mean, like, I was like, thank you. Like, that's, that's what I mean. Like it's, a compliment. It, it's just, come on. It's so wild to me. Oh, I hate everything. <laughs> So Nicki Minaj says that she wants to host the Real Housewives of Potomac reunion. How do you feel about this, Jeff? Yay or nay? Um, I think I think yay. Uh, I I'm not watching Potomac, but um, I yeah, I think I mean Andy Cohen kind of annoys me, so I think that like <laughs> we get to maybe change it up. Um, and maybe also just because they can get stale because he's been doing it for so many franchises for so many seasons for so long. Maybe it's a cool change up. What do you think? I think it's weird. Do you think Nicki Minaj can even host a reunion? Like, I think the idea of it sounds nice in theory, but like, can she actually, that's the thing that kind of irritates me sometimes is I see like people that don't have a specific skill set like me. I'm not going to go on stage and perform a Nicki Minaj rap song and, you know, do that successfully. That's not my skill set, you know? So sometimes when people try to divvy over into, I mean, I guess we haven't really seen her in a moderator role, but it's also just like, I. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think I thought that too. I was kind of like, well, I don't know that she's like actually. Will it actually be good? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a cool idea, and I think it's a cool idea to have maybe somebody else step in or do it. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's like, eh. I think they'll probably end up giving her like a, a segment. Spot, a segment, I think, is what they'll end up doing. And I'm cool with that. That would be a fun integration. I think it would be great for the brand, for the Housewives brand to have Nikki attached to it. Um, but I don't think I want her hosting all three parts of the reunion. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't. Mm. Okay, so Peacock is coming out, and they're trying. They're coming out hard. They're doing their little Housewives All Star show. They've rebooted Housewives of Miami, and now they've announced that Kyle Richards is going to be starring in their first ever Christmas Hallmark movie on Peacock. And not only that, but they're also rebooting Days of Our Lives to bring Lisa Rinna in to Peacock as well with that reboot. Are either I... of these going to be added to your watch list this winter? No. No, I I think anything you just kind of spoke about isn't, I don't really know. Yeah, no. You're not interested in watching a Hallmark Christmas movie on Peacock with Kyle? I actually Christmas? don't really like, I don't love Christmas. I don't really like Christmas, to be honest, that much. Um, I know, it's weird. I don't, it's so, I've spoken about this. My favorite holidays are like Memorial Day, 4th of July, because it's the summer. I just want to be, I just, summer. I like summer. So I think beach and barbecue. Yeah. To me, Christmas is winter. It's depressing. Thanksgiving's mega depressing. <laughs> Halloween. I don't. I, I don't like the fall. I don't. I'm very seasonally affected. So yeah, no, it's not for me. But um, I would say not super big on the Christmas movie thing. Um, or soap operas. You're not a fan of the soaps. Not a fan of soaps. I don't think I've ever watched a soap opera to be honest. I used to pop in because every day my mom used to watch Young and the Restless. I'd walk in, she'd be like making a grilled cheese and whatever, eat, watching Young and the Restless. So when I was younger, I would like watch that. But yeah, I think 
as of right now, like I said, I don't watch much TV. I have tried to have a scripted show, one or two in my life right now. I uh, I just finished Manifest. Oh Did my god, it? I'm watching it right now. I just started season two. It's so good. Wait, so it's so weird because it's it's like bad, but it's so good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like even the acting, I'm like, oh my god, not. like, but wait till season three. That's Holy what I keep hearing. Shit. And we don't know if it's ever going to get a season four if Netflix well, so- doesn't save it. <laughs> I just finished season three like two days ago. And again, they finished it thinking they actually thought they were going to have six seasons. Yeah. That was the intention. The way that it ends. It's like, I've actually, it's, I've truly never seen a bigger cliffhanger in my life. And I'm like, there's, they have to at least like at least film like an hour follow-up to to wrap it up. It's they can't leave it. They have to wrap it up. It's nuts. But so I watched that. And then what I just switched to, and I was excited for this to come back was, uh, Outer Banks season two, some mm-hmm. a few episodes into that. So is reality TV just not even on your list anymore? No, no, I really hasn't been. Before. Like I said, I pop into Beverly Hills, but um, no, it doesn't really. I, I don't find it as entertaining. Well, and you, see- I, I find that I'm on my phone the whole time, so or yeah. I feel like it's a chore. So I'm kind of like, what am I doing? Yeah, I feel like. Well, I mean, and then you see that, like, the ratings of reality shows just across the board are consistently kind of dipping year after year. And I think that says something, too. I think there's a lot to be said about, like, Bethany, I think, after she left uh, Housewives of New York, that first season after she left, the ratings were a little down. And she's like, well, it's probably just because this content just doesn't motivate people anymore. It's not the same as when it first kind of came out and was that gla- that sparkly show. Well, I think, and I've spoken about this too, that how people have shifted and our interests have shifted. And, and that's true for me, uh, especially because my interest in it started when I was in a much different place, yeah. specifically a bed. Um, but I've also spoken about how the quality of the content has gone down. Like I'll still I'll sometimes go back and watch older seasons of things of like certain housewives because yeah. it's fun and funny, but it's just not the same. And I've kind of broken it down by, you know, each thing and seeing this is wrong or that's not working or whatever but it's just kind of like yeah it feels stale it's not i'm just i don't waste my time i don't waste my time being somewhere or speaking to somebody or watching something if i'm not enjoying it i'm very my brother's the same way we'll be in a situation people always give a shit because we always leave things and we're like we're done we're good like we're not i don't want why am i going to still be here if I, like as soon as i feel like i want to go i go yeah so as soon as i think like i want to watch something i'm not going to watch it and people are like i'm loyal so i watch and i'm like i don't you're going to watch something you're not enjoying what the fuck it's so crazy to me. No, I'm not going to do something I don't enjoy. No, I know. That's kind of how I'm feeling right now since we talk about Housewives all the time. Like New York. I This season of, of Real Housewives of New York is so bad that it feels like a chore just to kind of get through it and watch it. And I'm like, oh, but this is. And so I've even kind of stopped really talking about it because I'm just like, I don't even want to cover it on the show anymore because none of us have anything good to say about it other than it's bad. I stopped watching New York a few episodes until last season. Yeah, last season was bad too. Um, and because I said this is not for me, and then now I think, especially this season, when people started to pick up on that, but I was like, "Yeah, guys, no, it's no, not." Yeah. No. I recognize last favorite. season was bad. Yeah, I was saying it. Nobody was leaving me. I even said it going into it. I, ha- I said I have a lot of hesitance, just kind of based on. And then I was like, "No," and then a few episodes in, like, "Oh my god, this person's great." Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, "No, no, no, no." I remember from the get go too. I said Lee doesn't fit in the show. Got into a fight with her about it because somebody posted it about it. Um, this was yeah the beginning of last season. And then so going to this, I was like, no, I think I watched the first five minutes of this season. Cause I was like, I'll give it a second. And I was like, Nope, vibes are off. And not going to watch something. I don't enjoy, do not enjoy. No, I have, I was having a great time watching manifest and outer banks. Wonderful time. Really. Oh, I watched animal kingdom too. It's a TNT show. It's like a Southern crime Cal- fa- yeah, yeah, family yeah. in California. I'm watching it for seasons. So like that's on Sundays. So I'm, I have a great time watching those. I'm like, how would I watch the others? I don't know. You've just Marie Kondoed your life. I really do. It I think I'm, I'm a very joy. organized, clean person. I feel like you can tell my car, this, I'm very simple. I'm also very particular. I, I am very particular. People through, through and through, I'm very picky. If I see when I try to like pick out a pair of shoes or it goes on forever. So it's like when I like something, I like something. When I don't, I don't. I like I don't. I'm here with you, Jeff. I see it. I hear it. I feel it in my soul. I'm curious to see what people's reaction is going to be to this episode because I really don't ever talk about politics and I just did a whole like thing on the the podcast Instagram talking about like like my history and like what I've done and so for people that are are new to like me I spent like my brother has autism so my background is in fundraising and so I would travel around the country helping underprivileged families affected by autism and so 
it'll be interesting to see people kind of be like, oh, you're such a good person on the Instagram, and then to listen to the episode and see if their opinion of me actually changes, even though both parts are true. Both sides of me are true, and everyone is a multifaceted person. I've used that phrase with myself many times just because the people are like, oh, wait, but you watch Housewives and you like love cars. Like my interests are all over the place. I am very multifaceted. And even so like that, I like to do some things that are funny, but that I am posting moody things or like I like to shoot content. Like I, I am truly all over the place. Um, my sister always jokes, she says, Jeff, you little, you know, like kind of know everything. And I say like Jack Walter's master of none. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. So, so very multifaceted. And yeah, you can, which is Again, I can have my opinion and spew things or jokingly make fun of people and things like that. But then, yeah, I also do things like people don't realize I once volunteered at a kid's camp for terminally ill kids in Ojai for a week and my sister. It was insane. We were with like, it, like people don't realize, but like you're not speaking about that. So they don't know that side of you. People don't know that like for a while I would just get supplies and just one by one like hand some things out to to homeless like literally just go to skid row buy like hundreds of hours with groceries and like give them i would give them i was like giving them beer too because i was like just have fun <laughs> I, I feel bad i was like listen you imagine like being homeless and somebody rolls up to you with a with a beer pack. oh my god you just made their day you made their day and i think about their mental health and people like it's like yeah so i'll bring them that i actually might do that today um this is take some homeless idea. people to be a, a yeah pack. yeah and I, oftentimes just like i should, do, I should take them some of my rosé that i've never thought about giving them alcohol People also realize this too. I think for a little bit when I was doing those drive through stories, which of course sometimes I was getting it. And, and also to fucking note this, people were like, well, you eat such crap. I'm like, I was posting it because I was like doing that. I actually, and that was also, also during a certain time, but I also do eat super healthy. But regardless, sometimes too when I was doing that, I was actually getting food for homeless people, but I was just filling the order because I know they like that. Because it wasn't, I was like, this isn't even for me. Um, but people don't know that. And again, I don't yeah. feel the need to say it, but it's like, yeah. you don't need to go off explaining why you're a good person. Even yeah. I just kind of did that, but only for the example of this conversation yeah. where it's like, people don't know that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's true. We're, we're, we're terrible people, Jeff. Epstein. We're good people. We're good people. Damn it. Yeah. Who hate everyone. Who hate everyone. Um, where can people follow you if they don't hate you and actually want to learn more? I'm telling oh you guys, God. he has really hot thirst traps. So, like, you're going to have some free porn tonight. Have you ever thought oh about God. opening an OnlyFans? Guy, this is, I will say, this drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Because you would I, never. I, I don't know. I, this is actually an important conversation. I don't know where it's gotten lost in culture nowadays. Like, I'm for positive sex work, do whatever you want, yeah. all these things. But also, people are like, getting OnlyFans. It's like, when did it become so mainstream because, to become a porn star? Like, I'm not a porn star. I yeah. explain this to people all the time. So, like, it, it seems to be so like kind of blase to be like, oh, just all of a sudden like starting OnlyFans, which what you were saying is, oh, become a porn star. That's not what I am. I'm not. Yeah. And like, I think when I post those and somebody just said it recently, like when I post them, I feel like they're not like a lot of like, I, I, I again, like kind of being artsy and things like I'll do these cool filters. I kind of do these cool, like there's like graffiti in the background. It's this whole kind of cool vibe. Um, and I'm also like proud of my body because I work out. So it's kind of that. It's kind of like, yeah, it's not this thoughty vibe. It's I'm proud of my body because I work out really hard, but I also just enjoy taking, people don't know this, but a lot of like, I have a portfolio and stuff. I've done a lot of shooting, a lot of this product, but I, I just shot a lot. I really enjoy photography. And so a lot of that is actually what it is. And so you'll see me, it's like these pictures where my shirt is off for sure. But like, I feel like it's done in this kind of, like I see a vision for it and I actually have a lot of time. I enjoy like kind of creatively kind of putting, putting that. Yeah. 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 Um, and like even it was my old pop goggles cover art, um, which I think is the background that I use like all, for all the tweets that I post. Like I had done that shoot myself of myself and I was like, oh my God, it's really cool. I think that's just like with the way I look at it, it's kind of these vibes. It's not like they're strappy. I think of course, sometimes that's the intent. What yeah. like a little bit, you're like, okay, but, but yeah, but then they're like starting OnlyFans. I'm like, guys, I'm not a porn star. I, again, do what you want to do, but I'm just not. I'm not. Yeah. Not to knock anybody that does it, but it's not for you. It's just not for me. That, that's what I said. I'm like, do you? I, I, I'm like, I wish I kind of was okay with it because it seems to be making a lot of money. But I, I always get that comment. I'm like, why can't I post a picture without my shirt on without people saying that? Well, I'm a little jealous because I, sometimes I post thirsty stuff and nobody asks me for an OnlyFans. Not that I would do it, but I, like, I, want, <laughs> I want somebody to want my dick that bad. It, I, it's flattering, of course. It's so <laughs> flattering. I am. I think, again, a lot of times you're posting it too. It's like I put in 
a lot of work to my body. When you, people ask what I do, my unemployed, I do a, it's a lot of it is focused on because I have the time. Yeah, maybe. maybe. So yeah, no OnlyFans. So you can find me not on OnlyFans, but at it's Jeff Epstein on Instagram and Twitter. At it's Jeff Epstein, which is your real name. What's my real name? Yeah. You, you yeah. can follow me at Just Plain Zach. Again, don't berate me. Don't badge it. Like, I don't give a shit, nor do I care to give that my energy, so it won't get responded to. But you can slide into my DMs, or, you know, maybe I'll send you a, an OnlyFans photo if you give me the right compliment at Just Plain Zach, or follow the show at No Filter with Zach. You can listen to hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter on all podcast platforms. Leave me a review on iTunes if you want to validate me even further. I love the reviews, and I love that you support me, and I will give you shout-outs in a future episode to come. We're live every Thursdays at 6.30 Pacific, 9.30 Eastern, so join us on the Instagram at No Filter with Zach. And if you're not, if you're watching us on YouTube right now, hi, hit that subscribe button and that like because we love that validation. I love all of the notifications that are good. All right, guys, love you. Be a good person. Go give some homeless people some beer. And I will talk to you this Wednesday with the founder, Brandon Wade of Seeking Arrangement. It's going to get juicy and he's going to be telling me all about that. Rachel, you could tell scandal. So get ready. All right, guys. Bye. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com records.